beautiful um i just want to start by sharing a small joke um i it is a good friday thing so i want to share a good friday joke um um someone asked me do you know why um peter betrayed jesus and i was like i don't know and uh they said it's because jesus healed peter's mother in law <laughs> anyway it's uh, it's just a joke guys all right lift up your bible say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will speak to us reveal your heart to us and i pray around the world people gather together just to remember what you did on the cross but at the same time there are millions in this world who don't know your love and i pray father that your presence will touch them and i pray for each and every one who listens to this uh, teaching this morning i pray your presence will guide them we thank you father in jesus mighty name amen amen i want you to turn your bible um to john chapter 19 the topic of this message this morning is he got you covered can you turn to someone and say he got you covered <laughs> amen John 19:30 it says like this so when jesus had received the sour wine he said it is finished and bowing his head he gave up his spirit i want to talk today this morning about jesus paid it all he got you covered and uh, it's a it's a statement that we make uh, when somebody says invite you for a dinner or somebody says hey you know what i got you covered you come i'll take care of you and this morning i want to talk about the spiritual consequence of what jesus did on the cross and it's up on the screen if you are taking notes take notes i wrote down like this he came he paid he set us free how many of you believe that he came he paid he set us free because in every religion my grandfather was a temple priest and he came to know jesus and i know a little bit about religious backgrounds and in every religion we read a man has become god or claim to be god but only in the kingdom we see god has become man amen that's why i i i don't mind saying this again and again the son of god has become the son of man so that the sons and daughters of men shall become sons and daughters of god it's so important to know what christ did on the cross because cross for example cross was a sign of course in the old testament who who really lost hope and the finally he is the one who was cursed is a man who hangs on the tree so cross became a sign of hope the moment jesus died on the cross there was in those times uh, it's normal to see people being crucified on the cross but it is not normal to see an innocent man crucified on the cross every time somebody gets crucified on the cross is usually that person is worthy to be done that punishment but when it comes to jesus that's what made changed uh, the entire dynamic of the cross so i want to talk about uh, what ended at the cross what ended at the cross is the animal sacrifice the lamb of god yeshua paid it all because in the old testament the lamb the animal sacrifice was paid not to pay for your sins but actually to give you extra time so it just postponed your penalty it never paid it it never cleared the dead off 
you know and we will come to that point in a, in a minute and the second thing is what was changed by the cross the year of jubilee and you read this in isaiah 61 it says it is the year of lord's favor which basically means jubilee is 50 years and every 50th year the jews own the land and they have to re give the people who was purchased by them you know as a slaves or whatever so that every single jewish person can have a fresh start again but we don't live in the old covenant we live in a new covenant under the blood of jesus on the cross it is a year of jubilee which means from 50 years it turned to every day look at someone and say every day there is jubilee for you amen the third thing what made it through the cross this is very interesting what happened in the cross and what ended in the cross and what changed by the cross now we are talking about what it made through the cross it's the worship worship is i have said this before worship is not an event worship is a lifestyle and worship doesn't stop after songs finish worship doesn't stop after sunday service worship actually is part and parcel of your life it's a lifestyle and worship is intimacy with the lord not rituals ritual stops once you finish a program worship doesn't stop worship is your lifestyle worship is day in day out and in the tabernacle in the beginning there is an altar and that's where jesus paid as a symbolically in the old testament it talks about the animal sacrifice but in the holy of holies there is an altar of incense in the holy of holies you become a living sacrifice the religion says you die you can accept it in the holy of holies but in the kingdom christ paid and you become a living sacrifice amen so i want to talk about um, what happened on the day when jesus died on the cross and many times we don't realize jesus was arrested illegally so i want to talk about that legal grounds i wrote down like this it is illegal to arrest someone during the night jesus was arrested around 1 a.m. for capital punishment and if you notice that jesus went through six trials but actually it all happened in the night people say it's from many scholars agree with this they start it starts from 1 a.m. till 7:30 in the morning the trial was going on and he had three roman trials and three jewish trials we'll come to that in a minute but i want to talk about this because it's very important to understand no jewish court can be held at night i don't know about you no court all over the world majority of the courts don't held at night all court has to operate during the daytime jewish court does not have the right to do capital punishment they can scourge you that we will talk about what is scourging in a minute but we can scourge scourge is basically beating you in such a way it's so painful uh, and i'll explain to you hang on with me here so no jewish court have the right to do the punishment that's why they took jesus to the roman courts and upon hearing the witness they need to wait this is in talmud upon hearing the witness they have to wait for at least one whole day and they have this called the Tal- talmud code they would go and drink wine eat food and they will relax and the next day they will come back and they will weigh on the judgment they pronounced and they will say okay this person worthy to be died so we will proceed this to the roman courts because they have the final say but nothing happened it was he was captured in the middle of the night he was in the garden with his disciples he was praying he was captured he was taken into this court three trials 
Jewish trials, three Roman trials, and it's incredible to see what he went through. So the next one, if you see this up on the slide, you'll see some pictures. And this is from the American medical journalism. And it's, it's, it's been proved what Jesus went through. This is what we call scourging. The victim is actually tied to a pole. And usually the victim does not have any clothes. And they will take a whip. And if you look at this, the whip has got the wooden handle and the leather thongs. There are like s- several things Jesus have, was scourged with. Leather thongs, small pieces of bones, metal blo- balls. And they will take this and they will hit in such a way. By the way, in the Jewish court, they cannot hit a man 40 times. They can hit a man only 39. Because the Jewish belief system says, if you hit him 40 times, he will die. Even Paul says, I was hit thrice, 40 minus 1. And he was hit 39 times, times 3, he was hit. Paul was scourged. But in the Roman, there is no record in the Bible that Roman, they can go whatever number. So this scourging was in the Roman court. Look at another slide. I have some few pictures here. This is not to make you feel bad, but this is exactly the price Jesus paid on the cross. It talks about the nail. And many times you see in the movies, it's actually here, but it's not actually here. It's in between the wrist. And they say it's between five to seven inches worth of long nail. And it goes through the wrist. And uh, I'm not a medical person so all those things if you see it it does make sense if you are from a medical profession but basically this little uh, in between the wrist the entire body is hanging on and the next slide if you look at it and uh, that's where the feet also basically he was hung and every time Jesus has to breathe he has to gather strength from his knee and breathe in and breathe out breathe in breathe out and every time when he breathes in the lungs collapses because his 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 body gets contracted and and this is where you know he he actually uh, could not even bear the weight because imagine you are there hours standing there and you being crucified and every time you want to breathe you have to gather strength and breathe in and then when you breathe out, you are stuck in that position. Then you have to breathe in. And then it's, this is a constant, immense pain a person can go through. Why I'm telling you this? This is to realize that you and me are worthy of God's sacrifice. Jesus didn't pay because God was mean to send his son to die on the cross. Jesus didn't pay if God said, there are different ways to come to me. There is only absolutely one way to come. And that's through the blood of his son Jesus. And that's why he paid the price. And I wanted to talk about the six trials. You look at the next um, slide you will see here. Um, basically how he collapsed. The lungs collapsed and he could not even breathe. The Bible says he gave up his spirit. By the way nobody killed him. He gave his spirit voluntary. Amen. Okay let's move forward. Okay, six trials Jesus went through, three Jewish trials and three Roman trials. And what happens in the three Jewish trials? He was pronounced guilty. And in the three Roman trials, he was pronounced not guilty. It should be says not guilty or non-guilty. What happened in the three, uh, three Jewish trials? The first place where it happened, it happened at Annas. 
the chief ex-high priest and they are the high priest and the father-in-law he was an ex-high priest and it's in John chapter 18 there's no time to read so take notes and you can look into a home and then see what are the scriptures we have just discussed this morning so at Capias the second place and also that's the current chief high priest home remember it's not a court trial place it is a home where they wanted to make sure that he is done with you know, and that's what even today, if we want to arrest a big politician, they will go in the night time. Because it's illegal to arrest him in the daytime because there will be crowds and mobs and everything. And that's what they did. And the last one was in Senherdin. Senherdin is a Jewish Supreme Court. It's a court, a council. But in all these three trials, he was found guilty. But then they moved him to a Roman court at Pilate's place. And Pilate said to him, you know what? You're not guilty. But then... He could not do it immediately. So he was waiting because he is a people pleaser. So then Herod came. The Bible talks about Herod and Pilate had a very rough. And during through Jesus, they became friends. And, and that's an irony about it. Jesus is all about restoring relationship. Even though he was going through immense pain. The Bible says they became friends. And it's so interesting. Even though Jesus was judged unfair even though he was given this unfair punishment but he was bringing healing in everywhere he is going you know that's what Acts 10 38 talks about everywhere Jesus went he brought healing and restoration and then finally in Pilate's court and that's where he washes his hand and he says you know what uh, uh, this blood I'm I'm gonna be uh, not guilty of this innocent blood because someone had a dream and Pilate's wife sent a letter and says hey please don't mess with this guy he because of him I'm having a big trouble but Pilate because of a people pleaser he let go what he actually made a bargain he said can I send uh, this another guy Parabas and no 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 I want Jesus and then he washed his hand and let go probably most of you know what I'm talking about but I just felt in my heart to bring this whole uh, thought into your perspective because he went through these trials the entire night imagine that on the previous night he was praying with the disciples had a Passover meal and then he went out to pray and one of his disciples went to betray him he was there the entire night it was that's why the blood the sweat became blood because it was so agonizing and John 19.30 records it beautifully. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. In the Greek, I'm not a Greek scholar, but in the Greek, there is a word called tetelestai. Can you say this after me? Tetelestai. Come on. Tetelestai. You know what does it mean? Tetelestai. It is actually one word. It means it's finished. In English, you need three letters, three words actually. In, in, in Greek, it's just one word. It means it's finished. In other words, he got you covered. In other words, he paid the debt. In other words, he made sure that you owe nothing. And Jesus didn't say, I am finished. Jesus say, it is finished. If Jesus said, I am finished, we are finished. Amen. There's a big difference. Religion says you are finished. Why? Because you ran out of your sacrifice. But that's why God said you will never be able to pay. That's why I will pay. So you can agree with me. It is finished. If Jesus didn't say it's finished. I wrote down on the screen. There is no pardon for our sin. 
no plan of eternity no place in heaven no peace of mind no hope for the life no healing in our bodies no joy in the midst of oppression no meaning in our life because of jesus on the cross it is finished if jesus didn't pay the price on the cross we are finished and today people say uh, it's just jesus is a good guy is a prophet is a is a very good social reformer is a mind a molder all those things people gave him a title but those are true titles but the ultimate title is a son of god who came to rescue you and me not just because we are bad and he wants to turn bad people into good because he, we were dead and he wants to give us life and that's why he came and today on this day of tetelestai it is finished i want to declare to you i wrote down here 12 things it's going to quickly go quickly so if you're taking notes write it down 12 things jesus did on the cross for you and me and that's why you say it is finished because of jesus and what he did on the cross my sins are paid amen my sins are paid first peter 2:24 talks about because of his blood you are rescued and number 2 because of jesus and what he did on the cross death has been defeated paul says oh death where is your sting oh death where is your victory the bible says the death has been swallowed up in victory and it says paul says oh thanks be to god for giving us the victory number 3 because of jesus and what he did on the cross the power of satan is broken Romans 16:20 says the god of peace will crush satan under your feet look at someone and say do you know where satan is look down on your feet that's where satan is sometimes we put satan in a place where jesus never put him we put him up there in a shelf we we think more satan conscious he is a defeated and someone said he is defeated that means there's no feet for him he's under the ground and number 4 because of jesus and what he did on the cross the power of satan is broken and what he did on the cross i am redeemed is there i am redeemed next one yes and i wrote down here you may be a product of your past but you are not the prisoner of your past amen and this is the beautiful part the the verse 13 uh Ephesians 3 uh 17 and Galatians 3:13 it says uh, you know i am redeemed i am redeemed by the blood of jesus and because of jesus and what he did on the cross you are not only redeemed you are restored amen are you restored if you are not restored today is the day of restoration amen because of jesus and what he did on the cross you are forgiven you know christians are the most forgiven people every religion says you have to do something to get forgiven christianity says christ came to pay the price amen and the scriptures here ephesians 4 31 32 colossians 3 13 matthew 9 14 to 15 because of what jesus did on the cross i have a new family the bible says in ephesians that in christ you get a new family look at someone and say you're never alone 
you're never alone because you're part of a family god has put us a new family and family does not mean everything is perfect no family is perfect families have challenges but you know what we don't focus on the challenge we focus because we are one as a family amen at the end of the day you know i am not going to be kicking my son out of my life just because he displeased me it's i may be going through a moment of sadness but at the end of the day my son is my son look at someone and say i need you you need me because this is why we are part of a family and and look at this other one because of jesus and what he did on the cross i have a new life second corinthians 5:17 says in christ you get a new life the old life is passed away what is a new life new life is christ becomes your life that is the new life it's not just a life that you you take christ as a accessory no christ becomes your life everything that you knew breathes we talked about it few weeks ago and we said christ has become your life you're not allowing jesus to come to your guest room you allow jesus to be the owner of your home and you are just a steward of the house amen so christ has become your life and because of jesus you have an eternal life amen John 3:16 one of the most favorite scripture everybody knows for God so loved the world he gave his son those who believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life you know people say this to me i know jesus did this beautiful sacrifice but at the end of the day love love is everything all roads leads to rome all roads leads to god it doesn't matter You know when people say this I used to think this and I still think this either God is so cruel that he has to pay the ultimate price for rescuing us through his only son or God must be like you know he lost his mind to do this but it's not possible that every road leads to Christ to God why Christ has to die because that is not the way God designed God said through my son who believes will have eternal life and and i do believe today we're going to take some time to pray we're going to pray for those who don't know jesus we're going to pray for our leader modi ji we're going to pray for our local leaders we're going to pray take some time we're going to say christianity is not isolation and insulation christianity is actually not only internal but it is also external we take the gospel the one of the most used word in the bible by jesus is the word called go go and that's the command god said go into all the world preach the gospel but somehow we kind of take the gospel and we isolate it and we insulate it we kind of think okay we are safe from the rest of the world god never allowed that to be god designed it in such a way that we are lambs sent out in the in the wolf pack and we will be the light in the midst of darkness we will be the salt in the that brings flavor we will bring that that leaven that changes the atmosphere amen so the last but not the least because of jesus he did what he did on the cross i have joy as my new emotion isaiah 61:7 says joy as my new emotion the garment of praise god is giving you because of christ and what he did on the cross christ becomes your joy it's not about what happens what people say becomes your joy it's about what christ did on the cross and this is the last one i want to focus on because of jesus and what he did on the cross i am more than a conqueror 
Amen. What is a conqueror? Conqueror is not just a warrior. Conqueror is the one that's seated next to Christ in the heavenlies. Look at someone and say, you're not a defeated person. You may go through a defeating moment that doesn't make you a defeated person. I have read your final story. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are seated next to Him in heavenlies. This is your position. This is who you are. You are seated next to Him in heavenlies. I want to ask you to take some time to pray because, you know, I share this gospel to you. It's nice. You write it down and you say, well, I have 12 reasons now I know why. I follow Jesus, what he did on the cross. I have 12 reasons why Jesus paid on the cross. It's beautiful. But listen, this information will only stay as a big information in your notebook. Maybe you will share it to a few people or maybe you can preach the same sermon to somewhere. But that's how, if you, if you, think, if you think this is just to preach or just to take notes, then we have missed the point. But if you have taken this and you say, God, I see my friend, there is no joy in him. I see my family, there is no new life in him. I see my co-worker, he doesn't belong to the family of God. I see my friends, they are defeated and they are not having a conquered life. And what do you do? You take this gospel, you start praying and you start reaching out. And I believe, guys, this city of Vellur will bow its knee before the King of Glory. This state, this district of Vellur, 4.9 million people, almost 5 million. That is the size of the entire nation of Norway or Sweden. The entire nation lives in one district, in Vellur district alone. Let's pray. Let's take the time to say, God, I want to see your kingdom come. Let's take some moments and we get into groups of two or three and we say, God, I pray that you will bring your kingdom. Let's start with our family members. Let's start with our co-workers. Let's start with our neighbors and pray for our leaders that say, God, this Good Friday, I'm so glad I'm into your family. I have a new life. I have a new joy. I have a new hope. I am redeemed. I am restored. I belong to you. A family of God. I'm more than a conqueror. All this is beautiful. But I want to see, Lord, that you will reach out. You will use me to reach out to those lost in this world. Let's cry out to God. Let's take some time. Go before the face of the Lord. You know, as we are meditating on this, there are thousands and thousands of people dying without proper food, proper sanitation, proper medicine, without knowing Christ, corruption. So many challenges are there. Let's take some time. The blood of Christ is not just to keep us happy in a so-called church bubble. It's to set us free so that we can be a light in the midst of darkness. How many of you want to be a light in the midst of darkness in Vellur? How many of you want to be a hope to the hopeless in Vellur? How many of you want to be a joy in the midst of chaos in this Vellur? Let's lift up a voice and we're going to sing one worship song. But while we are doing this, we're going to grab in groups of two or three and pray for our nation, pray for our leaders that the King of Glory will be exalted. Amen. May God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.